All right, so we're back again for another one. Tonight we have Star Wars Enthusiast. Sure, we'll, and, we'll stick with Star Wars Enthusiast. All right, I think one time we went with Fan. How are you doing today? Uh, not bad. Good, good. We're on episode five already. I will say from the beginning, this episode had me. Now, and I didn't even pay attention to the name and the title of the episode, but I think that would have gave me an inclination of what was going on and what was about to happen, but I, I didn't know. I had a small hint earlier today. Oh, really? Someone, you know, last time we were talking, about like, oh, man, it'd be cool if he, like, went and hired a bunch of bounty hunters, right? right? <laughs> it should have been just like, nope, just one, because I saw some i don't know some meme but it basically they took the end of the last episode mm -hmm. where it's fennec and boba fett talking and you know it's the the clips of the actual dialogue is just first shot second shot it's like you know credits can buy a lot of muscle and then it was a pullout the last shot was a pullout and it said in the closed captioning mandalorian theme played <laughs> And I was just like, oh, oh, okay. So that was my hint. Dang you. A lot of stuff. It was, I've just seen something. It was a trailer for some new movie, and they wasn't for sure who the character was going to be. But mm -hmm. because of the closed caption, it said who the character was exactly. Right? <laughs> I'm like, crap. Happens so many times in shows and stuff like that. And I'm just yeah. like, uh, okay, well, that's who the mysterious person is. Mm -hmm. It's like, so-and-so breathing. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, <laughs> taking the mystery out of that one. But it's also hilarious because I was also saying, like, it would be nice if they kept the shows separate for a while. And then literally <laughs> the next episode is like, no, 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 no. We're going to pull Mando back in. Like, <laughs> all right. And <sighs> it felt in so many ways like it literally was an episode of The Mandalorian. Exactly. Except for the like the the two minute tie in at the end where Fennec shows up. Exactly. So okay, so the title of this episode is Return of the Mandalorian, and like I said, I didn't realize that was the title of it because a lot of times I I don't even really pay attention. I just try to get in there because I don't want any hints. Right. So he's almost like he's like in his meat locker, and you see the silhouette, and it's obviously and it's like bubble. You can see the spear. I'm like, that's not an antenna. That's the spear. <laughs> It was vague enough because it wasn't like close shadow, but it was a close enough shadow. And I thought, right. okay. And so I'm just kind of watching. And then, you know, he steps out, you know, in all his, all his glory. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was the Boba Fett show. What? No, but it was a good surprise. I was not expecting it, but it was just mm -hmm. like, okay, it's probably not fair, but this made me realize how good the Mandalorian is. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I shouldn't have been this happy for this for this surprise. You know, it's kind of like this is kind of like how I want to feel about you know the show I'm actually watching. You know, because it's, it's it's just funny. It's kind of not fair in a way because we have history now with, with the character right. and everything. Uh, we have so much invested, and we're just kind of wondering what's next. It's just crazy to me how in a way for me, he kind of pulled all the air out of the actual show. Not this episode, but just the, what we've been watching so far, because it's just like, like the king has arrived. So it's right. It's weird. And, and, and the funny thing is, you have essentially t 
two stoic characters right. who are sort of known for wearing masks. Right. Boba Fett is clearly taking it off a lot more so you can emote and all the rest of the stuff. But Mando, we know his soft beating heart on the inside. So we right. can read what's going on. We understand his restraints right. that he's working with. Right. So... <laughs> a, a clever clever thing that they did so he eventually gets the little gift that he's going to bring to Grogu he wants to bring a gift to Grogu and they, they bundle it up and it's in a little sack and then later when he's on the, the, the commercial transport and he pulls it out from his, his back pocket and he's looking at it right. and the way that it's set up with the two little you know the, the ends that are tied in a knot it looks like a little grogu head yes. and i was like you motherfuckers yeah, yeah. <laughs> like talk about making it like on the nose what he's thinking about he's thinking yeah. about little grogu sweet you know he's Grogu's freaking 50 <laughs> but it's sweet the, the whole thing like like you say he has that heart and we know it let's go back to the beginning of the app so we start off with him in a kind of like a meat locker and you have these aliens that look like various dogs. All I can think about when I saw their faces, it remind me of, uh, on, you know, here in the Bay Area on Channel 2, we used to have this, these little commercials and you'd give little lessons. And it was like this, it was a horse and he had red lips and he was white horse with a black mane. And then he had this friend that was this dog and he was a gray dog with kind of a, you know, little hat. And it would do different lessons and it would be like, you know, don't play with the vase. And then the vase gets knocked over and he tells his friend, you're going to need lots of glue. <laughs> so, it remind, so it remind me of that dog. And I wish I could remember the name of it, but he wore a little hat and he would, you know, do little lessons. But it remind me of that dog, that little gray dog. Yeah. And a lot of the, the workers in that meat plant looked so much more like dogs yeah. like they had a bit more of the spotty skin right. like some of them just straight up look like little pit bulls right. um, and they're apparently called clatoonians clatoonian clatoonian okay okay they sell and i'm buying the dog um, dudes <laughs> dog dudes right so so Mando's walking through there. He's trying to, he, he's looking for something. He, he gets to the main room after passing through all these different areas and stuff. He comes to this guy behind the desk and he's looking for someone. And, you know, the guy's kind of standoffish. I don't know who, you, who you're looking for. This They're not looking here. For. They're not here. Well, he's got the key fob, the, as yeah. I call it. The yeah, bounty that, key fob. Like, oh, he's got to be around here. They're like, well, he's not here right now. Sorry. And like, mm. and then he's like, pulls out the hollow disc and it's just like, <laughs> and it's overlaid with the character's <laughs> face. And it's just like, ah, that doesn't look like look, me at all. Like, look, look like, nothing like me. <laughs> you got, it's got the nose rings. Like, right. <laughs> right. Right. Amanda's just like, look, I only want him. You rest you guys. Right. Don't want any problems. Just care for him. Doesn't have to be a thing. Right. Of course, it's gonna be a fucking thing. But what was the coldest thing he said it was, "I could take you in warm, or I could take you in cold." Right? Because <laughs> that's callback to literally the first scene in season one, right? right? Where he's going for his first bounty. Right. Going warm, going cold, and he took that guy in cold. Now, later on, I understood what the issue was, but. 
when he the way he was moving and stuff, I'm thinking like, is he hurt or why is he kind of you know sloshing around a little bit? And I and and it got a little graphic where he was wielding that dark saber and he was tearing people up. But then he was like I said, but it's kind of yeah, it was kind of sloppy. I'm like, how's he, you know, burn himself with the saber? And um, when he took that main guy out and he cut him in half with the table, I was trying to, I was like, was Mandalorian darker than I remember? Is is Bubble Fett so much lighter that this even this little simple fight scene seems very (laughs) heavy? I, I, I think it's the fact that you actually, to an extent, saw people getting cut up. Right. As opposed to just eh, shot and drop right. it. Um, and it looked, as, as we sort of saw later when he was trying to train with the armor, like he doesn't know how to wield the saber. And he's, right. quote, fighting the dark saber, which right. I'm like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? But cool. So his big uh, swings. Right. Okay. So. Right. Right. And yeah, cause I didn't, like I said, when I was watching, I didn't quite understand what, you know, why you know why he's kind of moving the way he was moving because moff gideon when he used it it was he was flowing as if he was you know fencing or something like that so i didn't think that it was anything else to that but something being wrong with mando the reason why he's moving with how he was moving but you know but we find out later is a reason for that yeah yeah so i, I thought that was a, a brilliant kind of like opener you know he's hurt badly he and he kind of makes a deal with the guys outside the door. And it's kind of like, give me passage. You bunch of money in, in that there. room. Bunch right. of money. Take what you think you deserve. Right. And, you know, they did the smart thing and, you know, parted the sea and ran for the door for the money. And he's heading out of there with the head in the bag. As one does. As one does. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> so the crazy thing is the next scene was kind of crazy in two different ways because mm-hmm. comes out and the first thing is like oh shit he's on a ring world oh, it was beautiful it was beautiful. right like that's and that is totally a thousand percent new in star wars we have not seen that in star wars before i'm i'm playing halo infinity <laughs> like so the same sort of idea it's a giant ring so that's not any of any of the lore and stuff. Did you read anything about that? Because I, I didn't never no. remember seeing that before. That's why when I saw it, I'm like, that's so I, I couldn't as wait to talk to you. As far as I, I gonna, know, I was going to check. I know you would know. There, there have been other constructs mm-hmm. that have been enclosed with a spin, but not as a ring. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's a, uh, I think it's the Corellian trilogy in the legacy canon they go to Corellia and there's a couple ancient artifacts within the solar system and one of the artifacts that they activate does have an artificial sun on the inside and it does have a spin so there is sort of similar sort of around the equator there's structures and habitats and stuff that are built up but then she'd go sideways because someone activates activates the artifact and the little tiny sun turns out to be a giant reactor and yeah, craziness ensues um, but outside of that this is like the first habitat ring like ring world construct that we've seen there's been orbital shipyards and some of them would literally be in one giant orbital ring but that's more of an 
industrial setup as opposed and it's around a planet this I, I don't know what the light source is i'm assuming it's a sun which would make this thing absurdly huge i don't yeah. know um we only get the impression that there's floating blockers that are basically blocking out the sun and are also rotating so that's why we get the the light chain and stuff so one oh, that just it took me a minute to pick my jaw off the floor but then he's going to pick up his bounty reward and i realize oh my god we've been in a wonder so from the moment he's walking up to the turbo lift and he gets in with the guy and the guy's like oh shit that's that's bag. a head in the bag and right he's like i don't want any of that problem all the way through the end of the scene where he gets back on the turbo lift and goes down it's all one shot so someone had fun and i'm sure a lot of green screens got used but it took me a while to realize oh that, that's this is all one continuous shot which points to them because it's so nice and fluid and i did google and it's uh Bryce yeah, Bryce Howard. Howard. yeah mm -hmm. she was back directing on this episode and i'm like that's mm -hmm. probably why some of the tone's a little different aside from the writing but she is a great director she did yeah. um, the last season of uh, mandalorian she did i think it was the heiress and then she did the one called sanctuary mm -hmm. yeah so yeah she's she's good she is her and um carl weathers both of them surprised me their vision for the characters because really even though these characters and stuff are pretty much set in stone and they got the story written by whoever's written by this one's with john favreau once again but the directors does make a difference in how the story feels and when a peanut butter and jelly goes together man it's right. it's a whole different level this felt big there, there was uh, yeah the that environment felt big. The whole episode just felt fun. Yeah. Like it felt really, really fun. Um, geez. I'm trying to stick in order because I want to jump around to random shit. <laughs> I know you do. I know you. <laughs> so he, he basically turns out he doesn't really care about the bounty. He really wants to find the entrance to the substrate, blah, 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 because he's looking for the rest of his crew, the other Mandalorians. Right. One thing about when he was going to go get his bounty, I thought it was kind of interesting the way those folks were acting. Because it was like, you know, have a seat. And he's like, no, I want to sit down. Um, we have another job for you. I was almost kind of wondering, were they trying to set him up? Was something more going on with that? Because they even did like the little round table revolving camera around the mm -hmm. whole table kind of thing. All so part I, of I the wonder. Right. So I didn't know if it was going to be like a setup or, or anything like that. But um, the way it was shot, it made me think that it was a something else going on the reason why they were kind of holding them up right well it might have been a simple like if we give him the info he wants then he won't do other jobs for us mm -hmm. so if we try to hold back on it he's like he called it bluff he's like final yeah. leave just, right somebody else will take this head yeah. right they're like all right um so yeah the 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 other cool thing and i think i think it might have been called out a few times also in mandalorian season one or two at some point but like the headgear does have different vision modes like a predator that was cool right? i didn't know that i thought it was pretty dope yes so he's like looking for the markings from the mandalorians finds them and goes down there's the armor does she just like meditate all the time on making armor because hey. this is either she's making armor or she's meditating every time she someone shows up to find her She's always ready. She got her little kit. Right. <laughs> I found it kind of funny how like 
when he finds her, she's meditating there, but she has her forging tools in her hands. Like, that's, that's next level dedication there. It is. And she even saw, because she was like, because she could tell he was hurt. She's like, what kind of weapon would do that to you? All right. this stuff without even turning back to see what was going on. It's like she knew, <laughs> she felt it all. Well, I would, I would imagine uh, if I was a paranoid Mandalorian, uh-huh. I would have security alerts when anyone triggers the known entrances. I'm like, okay, Mando's on the way. All right, cool. Yeah. So what did you think of that? What did you think about them being there underneath that city like that? Do they just have different places where they go to for refuge? Or? Well, it sounds like they're setting this place up as a place of refuge because they got chased out of mm, i can't remember that other place but from mandalorian uh, i think it was season one yes right they they rose up that's right rose up against the guild right paid the price there's only what the two of them left left. that's it so And, and then they got rid of the drummer mando oh yeah got rid of the drummer god them and their creed yeah so what do you think about that whole thing because i knew i knew that dude wanted that that saber he was he was eyeballing it i can see his eyes uh, yeah. i could tell he was body language is like right he's like i want that yeah it's yeah the dark saber and then he was like look my clan helped craft that like right that comes right. from my lineage right. i should have it it's like the second that that thing got introduced and keep in mind, I haven't seen the episodes of the Clone Wars animated series where Bo-Katan was introduced, the Darksaber was introduced, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's newish to me. But the whole like, no, 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 you have to win it in legitimate combat. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Right. There's a curse. But like that sort of leadership structure of just like, no, 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 whoever's the best at single combat clearly is destined to lead armies of people because those two skill sets go together inherently they don't Uh (laughs) right but yeah the second that set up it's like okay well he's just gonna get challenged multiple times by other mandalorians he runs into because someone's gonna have ambition to lead or at the very least want that relic i'm surprised it came that soon though because no sooner than the guy was patching him up He's already kind of talking sideways. And I was almost surprised that Mando was like, you know, accepted the challenge. Because I don't think he had to. Yeah, I don't know how their, I guess, honor system works with declining duels. Because at least back in the day in the, you know, in Europe in the medieval period, like... So, a misconception nowadays is our understanding of honor right and it's usually like trustworthy and all those sorts of things and and righteous no back in the day honor and your chivalry was how much of a badass you were because pretty much all the nobility were fighters they were you know professional soldiers well not even professional just uh heraldic uh soldiers right that's that's how you were in charge you beat the shit out of other people so other people disrespecting you was basically like, I think you're a bitch. And so that's what duels were about 99% of the time is someone thought they got slighted 
which means someone didn't respect them, which means they had to set them straight. So for a duel to be like, yes, I have the leadership sword. And then to say, no, I'm going to decline a duel on it. People are going to be like, you're a weak bitch and we're going to try and kill you even more now. Right? Mm -hmm. Right, right. I can totally see being like, oh, he doesn't want to fight so-and-so. He's worried about so-and-so. Oh, I could beat so-and-so. So I'll step up and fight him instead. And it's just like, ah, that just gets out of control. Yeah. I mean, in this case, there's literally only the three of them there. Right. But once you back down, slippery slope. It is. It is. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, especially, like I said, the condition he was in and all that. But um, even right before they, he even had got that challenge and he had that fight, he went to the armorer and um, he had his had that spear. And I loved what she said, how the metal was for armor, not weapons. Beskar. When I thought it was just beautiful, it has a purpose and respect it. Because sometimes, you know, a lot of times people misuse things, but even just having, even what it's made out of. And the fact that that spear could have been a weapon that could hurt a Mandalorian, right. you know, it shouldn't exist. Like it shouldn't be out there. I thought that was beautiful. Like, yeah. Who gives that kind of consideration about anything nowadays? I thought it was very strong, the statement. And he's like, okay, melt it down. And he's like, ooh, for a foundling. Yes, for a foundling. A very specific foundling. Mm -hmm. I wonder which one. Yeah, right? Dude. <sighs> so if you pay attention, she's making links out of it. Mm -hmm. She's making chainmail. I was wondering why I saw a little Grogu's link. getting fucking sci-fi fantasy chainmail. <laughs> He's gonna have a Beskar chainmail. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And then um I thought it was kinda cool too. They had like a little you heard all this clinking and you finding out that they're practicing with the with the saber. And that's where we learn information about the saber as far as like, you know, it's not so easy to wield. And so she was kind of giving the basics on it and it's almost like when Luke was getting a lesson about the force and everything, you know, about it's like a balance. It's a relationship and it's not just force. And I thought it was interesting. Like I said, it explained a lot as far as like why he can just wield it the way that he wanted to, like a regular weapon. And he's noticing that it's getting heavier and, you know, each time he moves and she even takes it and kind of does a better job with it than him, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, I was watching that whole scene where he's, you know, sparring with her. And I'm just like, she's not even using good technique to block his attacks. You are funny. <laughs> as, you would. I, as, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> in, I'm in a longsword club, like, the class on Sunday. And it's like, leverage geometry. And it's just like, no, why is she blocking like that? Get an overbind so you can repost. And just dumb shit that does not serve the story purpose. Um, <laughs> if you know it, you know it. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah. Then, then he has the duel and almost bites it. I was like, how many times can you keep ducking lower, Mando? <laughs> That's, funny. That's funny. And he keeps getting knocked down and he keeps getting up. And so I want to try again. So it's like, I got to get this. And she she was dropping a whole bunch of knowledge throughout this whole episode oh my through God, the encounter. The, the Mythosar herald of a new age from Andalore and like what got curse, me the prophecy. Holy crap. What got me is when she said persistence without insight leads to the same outcome. Yeah, I'd love that. Damn. 
that yeah as someone who has taught people and been instructed in martial arts there is a whole level of like no 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 you need to fucking stop you're not no you're, you're not there yet you're not there yet stop trying to make it happen go practice like right. you're not you're not there yet so he was right. like no i can do it and like nobody yeah so that was neat though you know like i said the lesson in the gym she, she was dropping and then all that just to have to have that i guess challenge do you know the name of the mandalorian that he fought did you catch oh, his name? She name dropped it. I think Palo or something like that. Okay. Totally. To- something with a P. I okay. didn't. I didn't catch it. But yeah, it, it was a, it was a bigger dude, and Mando's already hurt and trying to figure out his way with him. But then he kind of he almost kind of outsmarted him in a way because he just like let me just you know mess up his appendages and he won't be able to move so so well. Right? <laughs> Cut him in the joints. Right. The vibra blade. Then he's not fighting the blade anymore. The blade is not fighting him. Right. Even, Let the other guys struggle with it. Right. So even going after going through that challenge and winning, my question is, do you know why she asked him? Did he ever remove his helmet at that point? Because she mean, asked a guy I mean, who I mean, lost. I mean, drama. I mean, drama. <laughs> I don't know character wise why she would even think to ask. Right. I was now, curious. It might be she might have been like, hey, giant dude who's got a knife to your throat. Have you ever broken the creed? No. See, he's still, he's, we're still on the same team. And then she's just like, hey, Mando, you ever took your helmet off? And he was like, uh, about that. And he's like, oh, <laughs> dude, really? And he's like, how do I atone? don't be a bitch and take your helmet off but and then it's like the minds of mandalore it's like okay so new quest new quest right. he's got his season three quest i gotta get to mandalore and da 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 da, da. wash himself with the whatever whatever that that no that longer doesn't exist anymore right right the waters of the minds of mandalore and i couldn't help but think what you say i heard in my head you saying that's the want song <laughs> that's his want song <laughs> Damn, Ryan. <laughs> Can he just he kind of pause yeah, up with just looking up in the sky like, yeah, the un, the unretrievable thing, the, the mission, the impossible mission that he has to overcome, you know, even if it doesn't exist, he's going to he's going to dig a ditch and fill it with that water and make that. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's going to make it well, if he has to. The, the glorious thing about the want song trope, especially in Disney films, it's always I want this, which is a, sort of an expression of, you know, insecurity and desire and things right. like that. But that's not what they need. That's not right. what they get at the end of the movie. But it's the, right. you know, it's the starting point. But that's that's going to be his motivator mm-hmm. to go to Mandalore and then other things are going to happen. Right, right. It was like, am I going to detour to Grogu first? Assuming oh. I can find Grogu. Right. And it might be one of those things where like we don't even see Grogu all of season three. Mm-hmm. But him having that gift for Grogu becomes the touchstone for exactly. feel feels on the inside for Mr. Right. No Face. Right. And I was almost surprised they brought him up like that. Like this is almost kind of his mission to to reconnect and to give a gift and to check on him. And I was almost surprised. I, I shouldn't be surprised. 
I'm glad that it happened. I was surprised yeah. it happened, but it, it was, it makes sense. It, it, it was, a, I was glad to see it. I, I um, feel like we're going to see over and over again, Mando's real arc is one of coming out of emotional isolation and having emotional connections. Right. Right. Um, because he starts off totally cut off. Right. And right. then is, you know, stumble upon Grogu. And, oh, feel feels. I will protect this thing. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. And so after that, he heads off and he got a board a ship. But before he boards that ship, you know, the weapon check. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I got a giant plot token here. I can't give up this relic of my people. I just would have been like, no, 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 not a weapon. Okay. It's not a weapon. I'll, look at all that stuff. It's all weapons. Okay. This is a tool, ceremonial tool. He, he already mentioned it was a it was part of his religion. Right? <laughs> ceremonial <laughs> tool. Should have made a try, but he's not a good bullshitter. Um. <laughs> I was surprised he packed that. I was surprised he put that saber in there. I'm like, he's like, I know what's every, I know everything that's in there. But I'm like, I'm surprised he even put it in there in the first place. All that stuff he went through. Right. I, I know this is the shortcut of storytelling is you don't show the extra steps, but my extra steps would have been Mando watching them load the crate onto the ship of just like it's <laughs> it on okay and the hatch is closed okay i will get on i will get on the transport now right stop holding the gate for me Thank or you. or a cut scene of the box and you see him sitting on top of the box in the cargo space <laughs> or put a tracker in the box like all like you know this yeah. it could have been more of a thing i don't know why it was a thing but it was a thing um it might have just been a little bit of fun filler. Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing was, I didn't even catch because he's walking into the departure zone and they do an announcement, flight to da da, and I didn't catch it, but it was, it was Tatooine. And I was like, where the fuck is he going? I don't know where, where he's going. Um, and then he has that little interaction with the kid in front of him, the classic, the, the noisy kid looking right. over the back of the seat in front of you. Right. And it's like, oh, Grogu feels. And then he uh -huh. pulls out the thing. And it's like, okay, Grogu feels cool. Right. Um, and the kid comes up again later, which was fucking hilarious. Yes, so he gets he gets the tattooing. Mm -hmm. and he goes to the mechanic shop. You said you sent me a message. He's like, what message? Like her character is <laughs> so crazy. What message? And he's like, you got me a new razor back. And she's like, oh yeah, right that. Yeah, come over here. And her scene starts with a droid getting eaten by something and then like womp you know, rat womp rat like right. craziness but the thing is i saw that little bipedal droid and again i had to pick my jaw off the floor because there was a star wars video game released like two years ago fallen order okay and that model of droid if not specific droid was from that game oh wow so i was like what 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 what's going on <laughs> show up. so yeah that totally threw me off sideways i'm like oh my god are they doing another property tie-in like i didn't know i think it's just another random droid it is funny that in the video game when you sort of first run into that droid 
one of its little legs, its ankle is broken just like that robot's was by the Womp Rat. That's right? Funny. Protagonist character, oh, I'll fix you up, and blah, 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 and they become friends, blah, blah. That little droid literally hangs on the back of your character, mm-hmm. and it's kind of your health meter because you get stim packs, and the yeah. droid has the stim packs, so you can see how many stim packs you have. Like, it's yeah. UI is really well done. Um, Anyway, you know, a whole fucking tangent on fucking Fallen Order. <laughs> but it was another like, oh, what a random callback to another thing. And then she goes and shows him the actual ship she wants to sell him on. And it's a fucking Naboo Starfighter. And I was just like, what? What? <laughs> that thing's in shambles. It's in shambles. It, yes. It's a tough sale because she's up there trying to walk around it like, imagine. He's looking like, you know, she's like, well, do you want your credits back? He's like, yes. <laughs> I, I want my I want my money back. Like, quickly answered. It's just, and then she hears a little like, car just, salesman. Just, just try it. Just work on it. Let's see how it, let's yeah. see how it looks when it's done. Right, right. And her, oh, I want to say joking about dating a Jawa, but probably not. They're furry. They're very furry. <laughs> I was like, what the she meant that she meant that 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 was no joke oh and after she says that the java they're talking to clearly is like hey you want to hang out sometimes she's like no 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 i'm busy (laughs) was she speaking their language yes she She was was speaking speaking java back to them exactly so yeah she she knew something (laughs) yeah so the the funny thing is like okay the naboo starfighter cool yeah. I'm also like, how are you going to transport your bounties? And I'm like, maybe she said she took out the port for the astromech droid and right. you could stick stick some port chump in there or a baby Grogu. Um, but that could be maybe how he transports people. Yeah. But man, when he took it on that fucking joyride. Boy. Oh, like... So the funny thing is they put that, I don't know what they called it, but some sort of converter thing on the front mm-hmm. and they rev the engine up and it's going. And I'm like, dude, that is a fucking like Hemi intake valve for like yeah. a hot rod. And I'm like, yeah. could you make it more explicit that this is a hot rodded hot rod? Yeah. <laughs> it's so it, perfect. It was beautiful. I, I loved how it looked and it, it just made sense. Cause sometimes stuff could be, especially like starships and different things like that can be so slick. It doesn't feel like a machine, you know. It's almost organic. It's so, right. you know, the way it's designed. So this, it but you got to see like all the car. guts. You exactly. got to see all of it. Exactly. Right? It just felt real for a change to me. Like it really felt, you know, like you said, like a hot rod. It felt like when it revved up and he saw the, you know, it's just like, huh. This is actually like, you know, like like you said, like a sports car. It was it was dope. He's like, you know, um, should we do like a diagnostic? Should we? Uh, she's like, eh, I hear it. She's purring. She's she's yeah, ready. Go take it for a test flight. Right, right, right. That's hilarious. So he ta- he takes off over the city. He's flying over the city. He's like, all right, I'm gonna open it up, and boom, just like he's out of the city, and he's going yeah. through the canyons, and he does Beggar's Canyon run, which hilariously is part of the most Espa raceway that they had in Phantom Menace and there's mm-hmm. literally one shot where it pans right and stops and there's a ramp that goes up that is from Phantom Menace that's dope like that's dope. that that shot is yeah. from the Phantom Menace so 
there's times where I'm like, oh man, why are they doing this stupid fan service stuff? But it just fucking worked on me every goddamn time. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. So then Oh, oh, so he gets up, he gets up into orbit. Yeah. And there's the transport ship. And yep. like talk about it. A call out or call back to an entirely other IP. It's the Superman flyby, right? Because it's yep. the kid looking out the window and it's like, oh, there's that guy that was sitting <laughs> behind me in a souped out fucking hot rod. Right, Hi. Right. I was just like, oh, that is such a nice touch. It's yeah. like, even if you don't get the reference, it's still a cool moment that they're aping, that they're imitating. Right, right. And him showing off like that gets him in trouble because then he right. busts into the New Republic pilots. The Rangers. And, and you got the young Ranger tripping about, you know, hey, you know, like we want papers and, you know, you're speeding and you're not registered and this, this, this. And then you got the older guy that's kind of <laughs> like, you know, like, just don't be petty. You're like, you know what? We, like, we wait can, a minute. We, we I can think let him I've go. Heard- well, I think I've heard you before because I was the one from season one of Mandalorian and you sound kind of, we should talk. And then Mando's right. like, mm, nope. <laughs> right. And that was the other episode Bryce directed mm-hmm. with him in there as well. So that was a good callback too. Was that the guy from Kim's Convenience or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And so he just hit that button and he was Holy out crap. of there. The guy was hit like. the nitro, dude. <laughs> right, right had him tripping he was like like did he just jump into warp he's right. like, he like did he go to hyperspace he's hyperspace like, that's it hyperspace. he's like nope he <laughs> just that was sublight engines uh yeah he's gone yeah and he's like, Do like you, you want-, want to fill out the paperwork right right, right. <laughs> man he was so gone it's like we don't even read him on on anything we can't <laughs> i i almost want to go back and like re rewatch that scene uh-huh. for the specific he's talking about tags he's talking about like say registration he wants his beacon which is basically his transponder um and um, buckle up we're going super near territory here so as i work in information systems on the internet like one of the key things is how do you verify who you're actually talking to Mm -hmm. right because you could fake your transponder signal right i could kind of like your your key fob on your for your car right you press the button it transmits a thing if someone has the right type of receiver they can pick that up and just Mm -hmm. repeat it and open your car whenever they want Mm -hmm. right but for the internet and i would assume for transponder signals you would want a way to have better verification because otherwise mando flies by in his ship and someone just like picks up his transponder signal it's like now i can replicate his ship so the whole thing becomes questionable and then useless because anyone can fake anything so the thing is for the internet we use tls transport layer security to do verification right it uses encryption and it's very complicated and i'm not going to do the 20 minute speech on it but if i was setting up interstellar beacons and transponders it would use this encryption verification system to do that it's one of those things where i thought about that for literally a month and i was like oh wait how do we do it at work oh tls okay 
like I said, super fucking nerdetry. And this is what happens when you're like, well, how would that actually work? Because I'm going to run a Star Wars campaign again in the future. And I want to be smarter than my players so they can't just outthink bullshit. Because I have to think about these things ahead of time to understand how they work. <sighs> so yeah, yeah, super, super fucking nerdy. <laughs> After his test last joyride, he gets back. He, he gets back to the garage in you know seconds yeah, because he's like, you know, eh, he's like it's okay. Yeah, it's not that bad. He's like, eh, I'll totally keep it. And then the mechanic is like, hey, you had a friend that came by looking for you, and he's like, who? Oh, don't worry about. It. I'm not sure her name. I'm not worried. Of, you know, uh, something like he she blocked her out or something like that, and she's gone now. I don't have to worry I about it. Activated the security system, locked her out, yeah. and then she's like, ah, I'm not locked out. Hops down from the rafters. It's Fennec. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like that looked like really well done, but they CG'd that in there. I feel like they were doing the immersive environment and they had a separate shot of Mina Wen Fennec sitting up on something and they digitally inserted her into the environment. Yeah, it looked a little off. It looked a little off, but... Right. It was a little like, oh, you locked me out. Huh, that's cute. I'm a, an assassin. Yeah, so she walks up to him with a proposition. Say so she's putting the band back together or putting the band together. Right. And um, want him to participate. And say, so who's it for? Bubba Fett. I'm there. We could pay you. Don't want the money. Eh, I, I, I figure Mando's like, I kind of owe this guy one. He yeah. helped me out on a solid fighting uh, Moff uh, Gideon. Yeah. There was another thing. So the pike, before he did the test flight, she was dropping comments about the pike syndicate. Mm -hmm. It's harder to get stuff. They right. stole it from the pike syndicate. The pike syndicate right. is moving spice through right. the system. And that's why they got it off right. the they train. They stole it off of one the of their things. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting on two levels because basically spice is just a drug in the Star Wars universe. It's not spice like in the Dune universe. Mm -hmm. um, but the other funny thing is for me, the idea of they're running spice through the system. Like we think of the drug trade, like you're running spice through like San Diego or you're running it through, you know, Juarez or wherever you're running it through a town. But it's a solar system. You don't have to go to Tatooine. I don't know why they're bringing it down to Tatooine to take it off of Tatooine. Like, that that's a total aside thing. I know this is a storytelling thing. They're doing, you know, short steps, shortcuts. But like, oh, they're running spice through the system. Does that mean it's going through Tatooine? Like, it's an interesting world building. But I also want, like, the entire side episode that is just like the inside out of their whole spice running operation through Tatooine and what that looks like and it's totally yeah. unnecessary <laughs> um, but it just like another little like thing that they they threw out yeah. um, the other note I have is when he got back and she asked him how it was he wasn't downplaying like I was joking she's mm -hmm. like how was it he's like it was wizard I was like what <laughs> <laughs> it was wizard <sighs> I swear that's like a reference to an old 80s movie. That was funny. So yeah, now he's just going to go off with Fennec 
And we will go back to the rest of the season in the Book of Boba Fett with this sojourn off to the side of Mando coming on board. Oh, oh, that was the other weird thing. So when she was talking about the Pikes moving spice, she also said that law enforcement won't go near them. And I'm just like, what law enforcement is there on Tatooine? Right? And maybe right. it depends on the city, but it's like, okay, maybe at one point it was the Empire, but that's more like an occupying force. Is there a legitimate government? I know there was a mayor, but also the mayor kowtows to all the criminal syndicates i don't feel like anyone is like oh yeah this is a very lawful society we have law enforcement on the ground right like we haven't seen we haven't seen that that hasn't been a a element or a faction that has been called out at least in uh mos espa so it was an odd thing it implies that there are you know some sort of police force somewhere on the planet I don't expect the New Republic's Rangers and their X-Wings are coming down to the planet enforcing the law on a local level. Like, they're basically the Coast Guard with better weapons. Right. If someone hasn't pitched Dave Favreau and uh, John Favreau. John Favreau and Dave Filoni. There we go. Names. Sacrilege. Someone hasn't pitched them a Rogue Squadron show. Oh, they were doing one. No. What's the one they were supposed to do, but it got canceled? Um. Because what's her name was supposed to head it before they got rid of her? Oh no, that was the the Rangers. I don't, uh, I don't think it was called the Rangers though. I thought it was okay. Yeah, New Republic Rangers, something along oh. those lines. But it was the Rangers. Okay. And, then she said some weird and other crazy stuff and Disney was like, eh. But I, I don't know. I saw some random thing where like, oh, Disney's now thinking of bringing her back. And I was like, eh, I'm going to wait till I see that five more times before I give it any credit. So, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's too bad because I feel like for, uh, I don't know the, the actor's name, the, the Kim's convenience guy, the older, you know, Republic pilot, like he probably would have gone to that show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Oh, I know why they're not doing. They're not doing a Rogue Squadron TV show because they were going to do a movie and it was going to be Patty Jenkins that was going to do it. And I think after Wonder Woman 1984 kind of didn't perform, I think they reconsidered that. And so, which... I thought they were doing something with it. I thought they were. Yeah, they they, they were going to do a movie. I just think they're not doing it with Patty Jenkins now. Mm -hmm. I will say I really enjoyed this episode. It was refreshing. Like I said, I feel almost guilty for liking as much as I do. But this was so unexpected. It was a shot in the arm that I didn't expect. But when he made his himself present, I was like, wow. I, like I said, I was excited. I was happy to see him again. It ran like a like a Mandalorian episode, like you said, except for the tag at the end. And it was just like, I really missed that show. And I can't wait for it to come back. It, yeah, yeah it, it has such a different energy. Yeah, like, it does. Mando has like vibrational energy. He's not moving. He's not doing stuff. He's not doing big emotes. 
but you can feel sort of the intensity underneath the mask. Mm -hmm. Whereas Boba Fett, we haven't seen him really sweat yet. He gets angry. He gets angry right when he's fighting. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, he's a little too cool under the collar. Right? Right. He's almost what you would normally see in the mentor figure. Right. Right? Because he is at that point where he should be fucking mentoring people. Mm -hmm. Right? But he's too at peace. Like, he's at peace with who he is now. But he's got shit to do. But it's not it's not a turmoil like thing. It's a I'm gonna go out there and make a difference. I have no insecurity. I have no needs aside from, you know, putting my foot down and making things better. I'm right. gonna get mine, but he's there, there's no burning fire in the belly, as it were. And I think that's missing a little bit in the the, the energy for the show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I, I kind of felt that, especially when he had those, like, the street kids. Like, even though it wasn't really that much going on with them, they were the fire. And he, and he responded in the right way. Because he could have right. just been like, ah, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But he was just like, yeah, no, samesy. Yeah, right. this is fucking <laughs> bullshit. Right. By the way, you, you got no job, you're working for me now. Right, right. Right? You want work? I will give you work. Right, right. right? So he would be in behind the scenes commander kind of strategic kind of working it out and having, you know, his folks I want to I want to see that Boba Fett more where yeah. it is the behind the scenes, the planning, the strategizing, that mm -hmm. sort of stuff would be sweet. Right? I mean, that leans a little bit into the spy direction of like playing the game of cat and mouse. Yeah. Right. We kind of see that, you know, mm -hmm. he sent his little cyborg eye friend to like keep an eye on things, but we're not seeing him setting up plans, setting up contingencies. Right. Like I'd love to see the equivalent of kind of like a proper heist episode. Mm -hmm. Right. It's really the, the, the trope of the heist episode is like, we've got plans, right? We're going to think this thing out. Right. And we're going to kind of hoodwink the audience because they're not going to know all our plans. Mm -hmm. So when things go sideways, oh, we had a plan for that. Exactly. Right. And it gets fun because you can be like, oh, we had a plan for that. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. We handle it. We roll with it. And we maybe had one more backup plan. And now shit's going sideways. Right. Right. <sighs> but that would be fun. That would be really fun and interesting to see because I feel like you could flavor wise his mindset coming to that is the hunter is the bounty hunter yeah. right and assuming there's another scenario where it's boba fett mando and fennec you got two bounty hunters and an assassin those are three different those are three hunters right there's small things like even when mando walked into that room looking for his bounty right saying a thing like well i already know no one else is coming in here because pointing over to a corner that door is sealed off that goes straight out into space the only door out of here is the one that i walked through and i'm walking out of here with your head the right. fact that it implies planning right? right you just have to imply the planning sometimes you don't even have to show it 
right right but it makes the characters appear far more clever far more intelligent and methodical and having the classic heist planning meeting between Fennec, Boba, and Mando, or even just Boba and Fennec, maybe some other characters, mm -hmm. would be fascinating to watch. I want to see them do that genre in Star Wars. That'd be nice, especially if you're doing long form like this too. It'd be the way to go. Theoretically, you could have season two of Boba Fett being one long caper, right? And it might be, you know, we're trying to take out this other faction or whatever it is, but it's, we're setting up wheels within wheels, right? And recruiting and driving and undermining, right? They're, they're waging an underworld war and seeing it a little bit more from sort of a strategic perspective would be interesting for me. I don't know about average viewers wanting to, to sort of like drudge through that, but you can, you can make it interesting and fascinating right. and it makes sense because he's no longer a blunt force instrument right you could tell that because the way he's dealing with everything his whole thing now is we don't do things the stupid way right we don't get when people don't have to die they don't die yeah right we're not just right. gonna murder our way through to our goals right he's all long game and I, and I appreciate that but like i said you have to have a compelling story to keep you going with that because those sometimes if not done right it could seem very slow and very you know slow <laughs> right so i i gotta wonder if they're going to show enough restraint for the last episode of the season to not have boba fett ride the rancor I don't know. He might be doing that thing into battle. But the thing about it is they haven't showed any any time of him training with it or anything. So but that would be the if they were having a battle, yeah, he'd be riding that thing, you know, leading off the charge. But you sure they're not gonna have an extra episode? That's gonna be pretty tight. For it to all just hit one more. That's gonna, I, I, I can that's, Google again. That's pretty but... tight, man. That's that's I can't imagine all that in one episode. If they do, that's gonna be it's a too lot. much resolution. Yeah, that's a but lot it, going it on. It might also be they just take out. Uh, I'm seeing episode seven. Okay. Now. Okay. So there's probably going to be. That makes sense yeah, then. Because that's too much, man. If they just yeah. now get Mando and then. No. Because they, they right. almost. Not that they wasted it. They didn't waste it. Not to me. Because I really right. love this episode. But as far as their situation, it was a waste. So yeah. they almost lost they, the episode. They still because haven't of this. done the setup for the right. last conflict. They still right. need episode six, which is going to be probably the setup right. to it. Then the resolve on seven. So yeah. that, that makes sense. Okay. Because like, I was like, maybe this it'll is be too... an eighth one. Who knows? All right. So that makes sense. Okay. Bryce Dallas directed her butt off. Um, she fucking nailed it. Favreau did his thing with this, with the writing. Once again, simple, but covered a lot, which is an art in itself. It was great seeing Mando again. Like I said, I, I was giddy the whole time. I watched it with, with an extra kind of enjoyment. Just the vibe of it, just the feels from all his history. And you know what that stuff means. And even when he should be on to his next thing, he, he's still about that Grogu. I think that's beautiful. Right. You know what I mean? So, and being a parent, I think maybe I'm just extra soft on that now, but it means something to me when I, when I saw that, just like, huh? Okay. 
yeah yeah this is a dad show oh yeah it's a total dad show like there was this sort of conversation within sort of video game journalism like oh are we seeing all these stories about sort of father figures and kids because all the kids that grew up playing video games are now writing and directing video games and they're writing dad stories now it's like okay yeah 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 Yeah. it's funny how you feed the art that fed you right it's beautiful but yeah that's that's what it is so did you have any uh, final words about this episode or we got boba fett's i want song uh-huh, uh-huh. got mando showing up now okay there's there's your muscle or at least pre- i would hope just some of your muscle you're gonna need some more muscle yeah, need some yeah. More muscle. and he know he knows a couple guys right yeah. like yeah that we need the setup episode so we understand what they're up against because it like is it like 20 pike syndicate guys because it looks like how many got off the transports in the last that couldn't episode. been it though that couldn't have been it well that's the thing it's like that's how many guys were on the fucking train that went through the desert like and that was like boba without his armor and some sand people they couldn't possibly be doing all the stuff that they're doing where people are fearing them and they run in spice and they run in water and all right the, they can't that, that operation is too big to be 20 people that's not that doesn't no yeah yeah no, I, I'm 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 wondering if we're not even at the third act, if we're like halfway, because it might be that they do like ten episodes, right? Ooh, ooh! So they do ten episodes, or even eight, even eight, because that gives us three more. That's, that's more like breathing the... room to like yeah. lay out all the challenges why you know how many of the pike syndicates where they are what ships they have right right so i don't know we'll have to see i hope it's more than just seven episodes they they seem to like even numbers so i suspect at least eight i would hope so but you know what for sure next week's show we should be able to tell what's going down because we'll know if it's something that could be pulled off in one episode or not yeah we see enough stuff to be able to tell. We've been around the block. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. So I agree. I'm looking forward to it. I enjoyed this one. So we'll see what happens next week. All right. So Ryan, it was good catching up with you as always. Let's have our fingers crossed for hopefully a strong landing. Sometimes it's about to hit landing. It can be kind of rough. It's so hard. It's so hard. All right, man. Till next time. This is the way. Ah, you beat me to it. Dang it, Jay. I was going to do the same thing. (laughs) Hey, this is Jay. And I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I just want to let you know that this conversation is part of a larger conversation that continues on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Ryan, please check out our episodes where we talked about the book of Boba Fett, Spider-Man No Way Home, and the movie Batman. Thanks for listening, and until next time, 
Peace.